Welcome to the Innovation Today podcast, where we speak with today's technology leaders about how they're innovating to stay ahead of changing industry dynamics and reaching new levels of productivity and automation. Brought to you by ServiceNow, your partner in digital transformation. Well, thank you, thank you all for joining us today for the first episode of Innovation Today podcast. I'm your host, Spencer B. Miller. I hail from the innovation office here at ServiceNow. I'm a field innovation officer. And today we're, we're energized to welcome Vamshi Rachakonda, Vice President of Sales Leader and Sales Leader of Capgemini Americas. Welcome, Vamshi. Thank you, Spencer. It's great to be here. Uh, this is a, a topic that is very close to my heart. Um, you know, we live day in and day out uh, trying to address these problems for our clients. So great to be here. Thank you. Amazing. Well, we're, we're excited to have you. Now, the topic of today, manufacturing, a, a pretty huge topic and really the, the foundation of many of our customers' businesses out there. So what we're actually, what we'll be diving into in the specifics of today is the kind of the key challenges around manufacturing and operations and why the workforce is potentially the greatest challenge ahead for the path to a digital intelligent type of industry. Now, the, the manufacturing industry itself has been in the forefront of the strategic and the operational challenges in the pursuit of higher business goals. Bamshi, with, with all your experience and the fact that this is so near and dear to your heart with all the North American clients, could you kind of help paint a picture of a, a few of these challenges for our listeners out there? Sure, Spencer. Um, you know, manufacturing probably is the, uh, the oldest well-known industry in the world. Um, and it, it, uh, the environment we are in right now, it probably is the most exciting industry as well. Um, you know, when you look at uh, uh, manufacturing, it ranges from, uh, uh, from aerospace and defense. You have high tech, uh, you have uh, automotive, you have heavy industrials. So there is a good variation of uh, uh, micro, um, uh, manufacturing industry uh, flavor in that. Um, the challenges that they're, the manufacturing clients are going through today, uh, they, uh, they vary from, uh, you know, focus on sustainability, um, supply chain resilience, um, moving from a, a product to a product to services. Um, also, there are so many technological advancements that are in the, in the industry right now. Um, and... Um, a lot of focus is around sustainability. And finally, um, how you keep uh, talent um, you know, engaged um, and address the ch talent challenges you have. So there are a wide, wide variety of challenges that uh, manufacturers are trying to solve for. Yeah, I, I mean, those are huge ones. Sustainability, I don't think you can read a news article or turn on the news today without hearing something about a su supply chain disruption product to services, how you keep and, and, and how you keep top talent. That's that's extremely top of mind. Now, what, when your customers come to you with with some of these bigger macro issues and try and transform into helping their supply chain resiliency, for example, how do we how do you start to suggest they address it? I think, you know, as, as the manufacturing is coming back to U.S., right, uh, there is a lot of focus on um, relooking at uh, um, the opportunities for supply chain and where where you source your raw materials from, how you you know what 
uh, what kind of new suppliers that you engage with. So there are the, the focus for manufacturers now is, you know, how do I source the same material, um, not, not necessarily from the traditional sources, but, uh, you know, look at more innovative uh, ways of fulfilling those, uh, um, those raw materials and the things that, uh, that, are, that they need to manufacture. So they're looking at, uh, you know, um, there was a, there is a heavy reliance on China. Uh, so they're looking at uh, what else, where else can we source and how do we um, leverage those to, you know, cut down the manufacturing, um, manufacturing process as a whole. So that's the big focus. Yeah, that, that's a, that seems to be a pretty big trend of, of bringing the sourcing closer to where the actual product is being made because of what we saw over the past few years on, on extreme disruptions when the, when the world and the ports were, were shutting down all left and right. Absolutely. All right. Well, now, now you had, you said a couple of, of important things there on, and, and you actually ended on one that I want to unpack a little bit more of and that's how you keep your talent. So 25% of the employees are affected out there by this thing that we're calling the great resignation. Can you help us understand a little bit more about the challenges and how we might address talent wanting to migrate into other industries or potentially leaving customer or leaving our customers? Yeah, sure. And before I address that, I, I you know, oh, there are three important data points that I wanted to lay out there. Um, Gartner published uh, three three unique numbers, and they at some point uh, converge uh, to draw broader attention from manufacturers. Um, but you know, 31% of employees in a manufacturing companies, they want to work for companies that are more focused on digitization. Um, so they want to, they want the manufacturers to look like uh, next Amazon, next Facebooks of the world, right? So digitization is really key uh, and it's coming out very strongly. Almost 70% of uh, uh, workforce is um, is not mastering the, what do you call typical uh, blue collar workforce uh, instructions or skills, right? And the third, third uh, data point that is really emerging is, you know, uh, by 20, 2030, you would have more than 2.1 million uh, manufacturing jobs that are available that could that could contribute uh, up to a trillion dollars of uh, economy in US right so so these are big big numbers and uh, uh, big big uh, trends that we are seeing now you ask the great question you know what does it mean right how should the employees uh, employers and companies should look at it. So just, uh, you know, few thoughts around it. Um, digitization is key. So when, a, um, you know, when, when you bring on a, any uh, new resource or new employee or new, um, new person who is on the shop floor, it's important uh, they have, uh, uh, you know, knowledge repository knowledge transfer you know i start day one i want to know what i'm working on is it safe to work on um you know do i have proper instructions for me to function from day one um 
is it is the environment that we are working on is it automated enough um and also uh, from a safety perspective um you know what kind of uh, precautions uh, uh, the employers are taking uh, so that when i get into uh, the factory floor it's safe right so so those are the things that are top of mind for people for uh, re, you know employees to be retained to be skilled to be empowered um, in a manufacturing organization yeah i mean safety is is of course top of mind for keeping keeping talent and ensuring that everybody is adhering to policies which in turn probably rolls up to operational governments governance that that the companies that we support have to rely on and have to adhere to and and, and as, as part of that like I, where i'm where i'm kind of going with this or where i'm thinking this what we might unpack on on some of this is can we, can we maybe get like a real life example or something that you can think of of a customer that you've helped on how this would walk through on experiencing some of these challenges and then maybe next generation of what it might feel like? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the when you look at the uh, next generation manufacturing um, operations or environment, um, you know, you, you're looking at uh, um, enabling workforce uh, with uh, technologies like uh, uh, AR, VR, giving them better understanding of, uh, you know, the safety um, around the workforce environment. Um, you know, so, so we leveraging Capgemini ServiceNow platform, organizations have actually driven uh, um, improvement in operations by 20, 20 plus percent. Um, also, you know, there are a lot of hazardous, condi condi hazardous conditions uh, uh, in, um, um, in on manufacturing operations floors, you know, helping people understand um, and digitize the worker access and security uh, to those uh, workspaces. Um, also, you know, connecting the workforce also uh, among across the factory floor. Um, because they are, you know, they are working in tandem. It's not an individual contribution uh, on a factory floor. You are working in tandem, so they're more they're connected, real time. Um, it's uh, it's it's going to help uh, in a in a very big way. And also, finally, you know, the technology advancements um, um, and the ma in manufacturing are significant. So, how do you keep them up to date um, and uh, help them? enhance productivity um, uh, every day right so those are a few things that are that we have seen in real life for uh, a few of the what i call as next-gen manufacturers that are, that are adopting the digitization wave uh, quickly not, not to backpedal too much but how is this being done today for some of the manufacturers that maybe aren't next-gen so customers that maybe haven't gone down this route that haven't gone down AR, VR, that haven't gone down digitizing access, that haven't gone down to connection of real time and performance and, and providing analytics for how the operations of the floor are running. Is this just an archaic mess of a bunch of different tools out there that they're trying to piece together? Or is it tribal knowledge in some individuals or some groups heads? What's the, what's the lay of the land like out there for customers that maybe aren't next gen yet? I think that's a really interesting and important question uh, because, you know, manufacturers have made significant investments in a certain 
um, technologies and products over many years, right? So, so it's not a, a simple, you know, okay, let's just shut this down and uh, implement something new. They have millions and millions of dollars in their legacy platforms. They have uh, talent that has been working in shop floors for more than, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, to your, like you rightly said, uh, some of that knowledge in their in their uh, head, right? And uh, you know, it's not easy to transfer that over as soon as um, somebody joins the organization. So, people who are not adopting to it, they are re- they are facing challenges where you know you bring on somebody uh, into the organization. By the time they product they become productive, it's probably six to six months as opposed to using some of these technologies, you could actually make them productive in two weeks, mm. right? Wow, um, six months to two weeks? Yeah, it's quite, you know, that's where the technology comes to place in a very big role. Um, you know, from a safety perspective, the technology has advanced so much that, you know, you don't have to, um, you don't have to wait for somebody to experience something, you could actually help them realize, um, you know, some of the challenges that they might face, right? You know, like I mentioned, AR, VR, right? So that would actually show them, you know, here is a situation, stay away and things like that. So um, so that that's how I see people who have invested in legacy systems, legacy processes, um, you know, and want, they do want to move, but I think the struggle is, you know, how do I make most of uh, uh, those investments, uh, but still move into the new world, right? And that's where I think the Capgemini service now um, solutions uh, make the transition uh, pretty, pretty easy, uh, relatively easy. Yeah, that's that's such a tricky one to to work with customers on because you don't necessarily want to come in and say, hey, let's just wipe the state the slate clean because they've made a significant amount of invest- investments on the infrastructure that they have in place and the technology stacks that they've chosen. So there is this kind of fine balance on, on learning where those transitionary periods are to show them where they can be more efficient in a knowledge-based repository, for instance, or show them how they can get more efficient with sharing information on the knowledge worker that is hiring or coming on board day one, the the manufacturing worker versus the, that, that maybe needs some of that tribal knowledge that's coming in from the guy that's a guy or gal that's been there 10, 15 years. So there, there does have to be this like almost handoff of here's what we have, here's what we'd like to be from a, a next gen manufacturing standpoint. And I think some of the stuff that we do collaboratively together is super helpful to kind of stepping stone, get them to where they need to be or where they'd like to be rather. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, what's very important uh, um, and we are realizing this uh, uh, more and more as we talk to um, the manufacturers is what's my step one? You know, do I do I have to make an overhaul? um you know for of uh, all the investments that i've made or do i have an opportunity to make a step change with the broader vision in mind um it's easier if you have a greenfield um you know factory that you're setting up you know when you set up a factory for the first time um especially with the manufacturing coming coming back to us it's 
in those scenarios it's relatively easier but uh, you know if you are if you're looking at uh, the the factories um, that have been set up that have been operational for um you know 60 70 100 years it's not as easy so that's the you know and let's face it you know most of the manufacturing is in the second bucket right so how do you help them move uh, through that journey that's where um i think we can we can be of uh, significant significant help for to them yeah I, my mind goes to the automotive automotive industry on all the new ben, all the new electric car vendors that basically got to start from square run and create these next gen manufacturing floors because they didn't have all that technical debt that, that some of the, the the longer term car manufacturers out there had. So they were able to do more agile, innovative approaches and have more robotic process automation on the front end to streamline how that car gets built versus maybe some of the, the gas powered industry, automotive industries out there that had to, or companies out there that had to kind of slowly transition some of the manufacturing floor into those more next-gen type of approaches. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. So you, you hit on a good point there a few minutes back on, on this in mind. So where do I start? You know, if I'm, if I'm in the bucket of the, let's call it the, the latter, the second part of the, the manufacturers, the ones that maybe have, have been around 60, 70 years, but, but want to have that vision of the next-gen manufacturing floor, where do I get started on this? Because it can seem like a lot. I mean, there's there's manufacturing sustainable practices, there's new age cybersecurity, there's di investing in digital twin, and it, it might be just om almost information overload with where I start. So do you have any suggestions for, for customers out there that are looking for the next best start or the, the first step best start? Yeah, so I think, you know, you have to start peeling the onion a little bit, right? Try to understand the uh, what's under the hood and what is possible um and you know look at uh, uh, not look at this as a um, you know you as an organization wide change day one but you know think of this as an opportunity a step stepwise phase wise opportunity to digitize uh, the factory floor or operations right so you know some simple steps could be uh, how do i uh, digitize, digitize my knowledge transition, uh, knowledge created knowledge repository. How do I bring in um, technology into that part of uh, um, that part of the equation? Um, you know, uh, so simple steps could be using some of the tools that uh, uh, solutions that we have built together. Uh, manufacturers could actually take advantage of those immediately and uh, uh, take some baby steps to address that side. Now, once you address the knowledge um, transition, knowledge repository, those aspects, look at additional technologies that are more around uh, aided uh, workforce, instru workforce instructions, uh, technologies that are focused around uh, workforce safety, um, and so on and so forth, right? So you could take, um, tangible but very impactful um, steps uh, with the with the broader mind uh, with the broader goal in mind that is going to help them digitize over a period of time what you don't want to do is um, is you know um, create a vision for you know 
uh, you know, five years um, and you know then try to um, you know deliver this uh, year one year two year three I think the more agile more uh, um, uh, tangible these outcomes are um, and showing some quick benefits to employees as well as uh, the customers I think that's where uh, you're going to get more funding more trust more acceptance from uh, uh, all the stakeholders involved. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, it, it's it's great to have these dream big timelines of this is where we want to be in five years, but sometimes that can maybe limit the progression that you have in the immediate time of now. <laughs> so choosing a choosing a quick win like shared knowledge base for new new manufacturing workers that come into the to the force and, and need to know some of that tribal knowledge that's a that's a pretty quick win I would imagine for, for most of our joint customers yeah and you know um, you know the, the man sometimes manufacturers uh, uh, I've seen underestimate the, the uh, impact of uh, digitization and impact of uh, the things that we talked about but you know just a pure digitization we believe that it could reduce uh, um, the costs by 20 percent um, automation you know could reduce it by you know 30 percent or so and you know, all of that time money and effort you could actually put towards uh, revenue generation so it could have direct impact of up to six percent of revenue growth for organization so we're not talking about small impact these are considerable impacts um, and I'm, I'm not even talking about um, how the 31 percent of employees could be retained because uh, they are now realizing that the organization is uh, uh, a lot more you know digital focused yeah i mean even if you're you're retaining that extra 30 percent and you're saving them now 20 percent extra time that's a huge amount of cost benefits to to the overall bottom dollar of the company. Is it actually is that something that Capgemini can kind of help decipher? Because I think when when customers are looking to go on these these next gen manufacturing journeys, they need the 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 oomph, the backing, the the data, the analytics, the statistics behind to show the success of what what's occurring. So is that is that something that that you guys can help dissolve for clients out there when they're looking to take this first step? Absolutely. I mean, we we coined uh, um, uh, an industry strategy from Capgemini. It's called Intelligent Industry, um, and that's focused on addressing, you know, uh, how you know addressing the uh, opportunities to make everything intelligent. But to to your exact point, um, when you look at a, a factory floor, or uh, you know, uh, we look at that as uh, making the operations intelligent, right? So uh, we call it as digital operations. So uh, when you go into a, a, a factory floor, um, in, from a Capgemini perspective, we look at what are those opportunities that we could identify, lay it out uh, for, um, for our clients uh, with a clear ROI in mind, um, you know, here are the four, five, six things that you could do um, in, a, in, a, in a very transformative way. And here is the ROI that you could, um, you would get. Because, you know, the, 
the one challenge that uh, a lot of the clients uh, face is how do I fund? How do I fund this? Because uh, and what is the ROI? That's where we we help with uh, help our clients to uh, come up with the ROI business case, go to the stakeholders, um, and also look at uh, how the organization change management would look like. You know, because some of these people have worked in factory floor for you know. 20, 30 years, they've been working in a certain way. They've been wearing a safety gear. You ask them to wear an AR, VR, <laughs> HoloLens. Yeah, they're going to be resistant. They will be like, okay, what is this new thing, right? So how do you help them transition through that? So we help uh, our clients with uh, all of that. And then bring the solution set to enable it. That's where ServiceNow um, plays an important role. Work, you know, we work together, bring that solution set together, and uh, you know, you know, make that a reality for the client. That's amazing. That's so great, Ramshi. This has been been super insightful. I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like to leave and maybe close on one larger pontification of a question on in this this intelligent industry, right? The the what you're calling kind of the next gen of the manufacturing floor. Where would you be most excited to see manufacturers in 10, five to 10 years or so? Very interesting question. So I think, yeah, I would love for a factory floor where, um, you know, where it is fully connected. Uh, when I'm, when I say fully connected, not just the, you know, machines on the factory floor, but uh, the employees, people working in uh, on the factory were really well connected, um, and you know, I'm also um, where knowledge is not in human brains, but all but it's also available when you need it, right? As opposed to uh, you know needing to reach out to individuals, um, and I'm hoping you know we will come to a place where a lot of uh, um, you know, hazardous situations uh, in manufacturing process are automated in a big way. Um, so yeah, those are a few things to say. Those are great. Yeah, we got generally understanding of connectedness, a, 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 a tribal knowledge that doesn't just live inside brains, but also is shared amongst technology seamlessly between new brains that come into the industry as well. And then if disruptions occur, ideally identifying those disruptions proactively even before they happen, maybe via planned maintenance records or, or some general scheduling of, of understanding on how the operations are running that can ideally tune out and, and adjust on the fly on, on what those disruptions might might lead to an occurrence. Well, this has been uh, this has been super helpful. I, I really appreciate your insight on this, Bamshi. Any closing remarks with where users would go to learn more about, about what we're doing collaboratively? Yeah. Um, I super excited and thank you for hosting me i really appreciate it i enjoyed the conversation and like i said in the beginning i couldn't be more thrilled uh, with the you know the opportunities in manufacturing i think this is the best time to be in this industry uh, with the technology advancements that are that are happening um you know for, for learning more about uh, cap gemini and uh, what we do in manufacturing please reach out uh, you know capgemini.com slash manufacturing you'll find all the resources as well as the collaboration that we have with service now
Beautiful. Thank you so much. And then on the ServiceNow end, to learn more about Capgemini and ServiceNow and how we're solving some of these critical issues that Bamshi so elegantly laid out for us, you can contact us directly or you can find us at servicenow.com forward slash manufacturing. And you can join the collaboration pieces on our manufacturing community boards on servicenow.community.com. Thank you.